0: You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church lead pastor Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church in the world today.
1: Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes. I am your co-host, Pastor Josh, or a.k.a. PJ, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Shiles. Matt, hey, great to see you today.
0: Yeah, great to be here. Or uh, Joshua.
1: Joshua. <laughs> yeah, so obviously the intro to this podcast has Dr. Joshua Laxton, and so Joshua is my legal name, but usually Joshua is uttered when I'm in trouble, even <laughs> from my wife. Joan, and which is so funny about Joni's name too, because you just heard it, heard it. I referred to her as Joan, but many people call her Joni, yeah. and you might ask which one. Yes,
0: <laughs> both. Okay, both,
1: both. Yes, and so it's interesting because Joni is spelled Jo Annie, so it's not J O A N. I-E, or J-O-N-I, it is Joe Annie, J-O-A-N-N-I-E. And that's why, you know, for me, I just keep things simple and just say Joan. Hey, Joan. Hey, babe. Which, that's that's another nickname, I guess. Hey, babe.
0: That's a lot of extra info. I didn't know we'd (laughs) get into I
1: know, I know. This is the
0: extra takes, man. Extra (laughs) takes about my marriage and about Joni's name. So... So we're starting Northland 2.0. How about that, man? We've been It is finally here.
1: Yeah. And we we've been talking about Northland 2.0 for a while and I just one of the things that I I did tell a couple of people this weekend. I said I I hope when when the series is over, people don't go, "Oh, that's it." <laughs> so, it's like we we've been building it up, building it up that's it. So that's the only, that's, that's the only yeah, yeah that's the only thing that I've thought of is like yeah we we have built it up but I do believe if if you go through the series and you especially in week three week four you start hearing this new language and then if you come to February nineteenth where we'll go a little bit deeper and share the values and then goals that we have as a staff for twenty twenty three the movement that you will see after this series will will actually be a continuation of the series.
0: Yeah, we can really see this as the uh as the beginning, as the start. Yeah, it's not uh it's not the end, but it's the uh it's the start and and really we've been laying so much foundation before, but this is this is again the foundation that's going to uh to launch us into Absol- this new season and that's why it's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so this week is recounting God's faithfulness. This was January 21st and 22nd of 2023 uh, in Psalm 136. Yeah. Man, it was so cool to read through the entire Psalm 136. And I know in the 9 o'clock and the 11, um, you really challenged us to, to continue to recite and repeat back, His love endures forever. Yeah. Um something cool, I was looking at the uh the n l. t the new living translation, mm-hmm. and it says his faithful love endures forever, yeah, and what I love about that is um is if you think about his love endures forever, you can kind of assume hey, there's this faithfulness here but but this translation makes sure that that we see it and that we understand it, so yeah,
1: yeah I was with this the high school students last Night, and I just started out with them with the definition of faithfulness. Like when you hear the word faithfulness, what comes to your mind? And Mm. one said consistency. And the other one says loyalty. The, the other one said always showing up. Mm. And another one said trustworthy. And I said, yes, that's all because you know, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this, and this is something that I'm always challenging myself with, mm. particularly on the weekends when when I am preaching, is am I throwing out a word that we do need to define it? And so, again, when when we throw out the word, faithfulness what what does that really mean yes it it actually means god's loyalty it means his trustworthiness it means that he always shows up like in the statement that we that we recited mm-hmm. together his love his faithful love endures forever so his love never fails it never gives up mm-hmm. it never runs out on us and mm-hmm. so that that that's something that was really interesting, particularly just with the students, letting them define faithfulness of what and and how they defined it is 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 right is true mm-hmm. about about God's faithfulness.
0: Yeah, and what that makes me uh, that reminds me of is this idea of faithful presence that is so near and dear to your heart. This past week we had we had a group. Our Brazilian partners were in town, and in a bunch of other churches were here, that we were hosting, and uh, and you got to uh, to share uh, on the first night a, a word that you wanted to really uh, pour into this church and, and the other churches there, and and you chose to talk about faithful presence. So yeah. um, if we are to um, be faithfully present in our ministry, well, well we must understand and, um, and see and model God's faithfulness. Um, so I just love how, how those things connect.
1: Yeah, and and even that gathering that you're talking about. And I ha- and I have this hypothesis and I I believe that I can back it up through scripture. Again, a hypothesis is what you kind of think and can you can you prove it, right? And so my my hypothesis and this has been my hypothesis for years, which is why I did my dissertation on it. But But to be missionally effective in the world, like if we're going to be an effective body of believers engaged in God's mission, we have to be faithfully present. Mm -hmm. And so I, I truly see that from Genesis all the way through Revelation is that when God's people are faithfully present to God, worshiping God, ascribing worth to him in all spheres of life. So as they relate, as they create, as they operate. And so that covers every realm of life. And again, this podcast, this particular episode is not about unpacking all of those. Then they will be most missionally effective in the world. And so really the strategy of God's people, which again, people will see, I'm I'm about mission, vision, values, structure, and strategy. So we, we can have all of the strategies and goals in the world, but all of them should point to and help God's people be effectively mm. at, at faithful.
0: Mm.
1: So um so that that's that's again that's what we talked about earlier last week.
0: Well, you can tell we're excited because we just jumped right in, but before we move yeah. on, I do have <laughs> something to confess. Um so you talked about you began the service talking about commercials and how you hate yeah. commercials. Yeah. So when you said, "Hey, raise your hand," I was one of those. That oh, raised, you raised, so you're one of the those in the weird category. I am. So so yes. in I was trying to think. I think in middle school, believe it or not, what I wanted to do as a profession, I wanted to be a commercial critic.
1: That's a like a real job.
0: I don't think so. Oh, I, oh, just I was like a oh, creative. Cool. Um, I thought oh. there should
1: be. Uh, gotcha right, you know I was thinking about you know for for those who are weird and love commercials yeah. there 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 should be a station <laughs> just just concentrated. Around commercials, like so, it just yeah, a commercial channel, and and a commercial channel would be like a a a live TikTok, you know, because TikTok videos are like ninety seconds, can be two minutes, three minutes. So commercials, if you think, I mean, they really are sixty seconds or less. So it's a constant live feed of just ongoing commercials. Isn't that just QVC? Isn't
0: that like the infomercials?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I you know I do love I do. Do love Shark Tank, and I know Lori Grenier, oh yeah, like she's the qVC queen,
0: so i I don't know never been to qVC don't know, but hey, maybe oh, so, man, so when you said that i had to I had to confess because i I wanted to um i felt I felt bad for these companies that spent all this money, and I'm like man, your commercial's not good, yeah. you should know yeah. so so I wanted to offer that service but Gotcha. Um, that dream died, but you might have oh. rekindled that for me. Uh. <laughs> That's um, great. So I think it's good for us to – you laid this out in the series. Where are we going with North, Northland 2.0? Yeah. Um, and really, these four weeks is just just the start, just the foundation. But this past week, and we'll get to it, the recounting the faithfulness of God. Um, next week is honoring the past without hindering the future. Yep. And then week three is is the mission statement. Yep. Um, so reimagining the mission statement, you'll really see. We'll see how um, we connect that to the past, mm-hmm. um, but it is a, a new, fresh mission statement for the future. And then, uh, and then those four areas of ministry that the vision and how we're going to be structured. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that leads right into the the night of worship, where we'll dig into the values and some of the goals. So um, that's the big picture. Um, there's something great for each week, and they seem to to build on each other. But for this week, we recounted God's faithfulness. There was a little bit of a difference because you, you preached for 10 to 15 minutes and then brought out a panel. So yeah. I'm going to start with the, the sermon. Yeah. Um, how was it to prepare for a mini sermonette? I don't know. Easy. It a, a homily? Yeah, homily. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, for for me, no, yeah. When you know you only have ten or fifteen minutes, there's not a lot of preparation for that, and you're really trying to set up what the goal of the panel was, and so it was. I would say definitely, definitely easier for me to prepare and not harder because I, I I limit my preparation because, because what would have been difficult is if I would have prepared normally and had all of this material and go, what do you, what do you cut? So I I literally go up there with my Bible. Here's the three points. I want to make sure that I say a few little things and then I move, you know, move right on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's great. And, um, and because of that, it didn't feel like it was rushed or, or condensed. But um, what you did, and, and what I felt like you allowed to do, is, is Psalm 136 really shined, right? Yeah. And in um, f- what I got from this week was really highlighting God's faithfulness. Yeah. Not man's, but God's faithfulness, yep. and um, in a um, a real intentionality around that.
1: Yeah, and there was a there was a verse that I actually had written on the the page where Psalm thirty six is on my Bible, and it's Psalm one forty five four. One generation shall commend your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. Mm-hmm. And so w- when you look at what, what the, the psalmist is even doing in, in that verse, sure, th- there's a lot of men and women that God has used in Israel's past. But what, what he's making sure we understand is that we are declaring and commending to each generation that is coming after us the mighty acts of God like when you go back and even read the Passover account in Exodus and that was a what we are calling Pastor Pastor Josh's you know Bible trivia and yeah. so that was on an email yeah. and you know who instituted the the Passover to recount God's faithfulness and so uh, the four choices I can't remember all of the choices I know three of them was Moses, Aaron and Jesus Methuselah may have been the mm. may have been the other one and and so it is it is Moses now, if someone did say Aaron, they could be technically right because Aaron is mentioned in that passage too with Moses, but Moses is obviously the the central leader that God is using to to implement mm. this but but even in that passage when when years would pass and they would practice the the passover meal the the adults the mm. parents. They were to tell the generation, the younger generation, this is what God did. It wasn't what Moses did. It wasn't what Aaron did. This is what God did. And so that's where it's so important that, and I know people would say, well, don't you want people to remember you? I think humanly, we would always want to leave a legacy in people, but but as I said, and I think at least two of the gatherings, I. It, I I want to be a footnote. I don't want to be the focus. I don't want to be the subject. Yeah. I want to be. A, I just want to be a footnote because if, if I'm used to do anything, it's not because of who I am. Yeah. It's not because of how gifted I am. Because any giftedness that I have, any talent that I have. I I know who it came from. Mm -hmm. It came from the Lord. And so I want to be very quick to give him. And so this does not mean that we discount encouragement that we want to give people or this doesn't discount any honor. We do want to bestow on people. But in terms of Northland 2.0 and where we want to make sure that our heart is attuned and our mind is attuned to, that is the faithfulness of
0: God. Mm -hmm. God has been faithful. Amen, and and that idea of being a footnote that did stick out to me. So I have a question about that. Yeah, um, where did that mindset come from? Right, as you reflect on this this position, because because um, you saying that um, is is counter church culture, I think um, so often. So has that been modeled for you? Did you? Is it from books you've read? Is it just kind of a, a core conviction that has come through the years? Where do you, if you reflect on it, where do you think that? Um, conviction and mindset has come from. Man, that's a
1: great. That is a great question, Matt. And I didn't even actually look at that question, and now I'm like, oh wow, what? A, <laughs> what a great question. I have not seen this modeled well, to be honest. Mm. It is a conviction of mine.
0: Mm.
1: What typically does happen, and and you 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 mentioned it, but I I mean I've grown up and i've seen how we want to memorialize people and so we'll put their name on a side of a building or we'll we'll call it the so and so chapel we'll call it the so and so family life center and, and and then we'll you know and then we'll start using language like you know so and so built the church so and i'm and i'm thinking well hang on what are and that's why i even made a very bold statement that any time we focus on a man that's a that's a cult mm-hmm. but to focus on jesus that's a church I, I, that's a conviction of mine. And, and yes, I, I, as John the Baptist said, I want to decrease so that he might increase. And what did Jesus say of John the Baptist? There's not been a greater man that's walked the face of the earth than John the Baptist. And here, here's a man who said, I want to decrease so that he might increase. Somebody asked me this past week, and it's actually after a service, you know, some people came up to me. Man, we just love you. You're a breath of fresh air. My goodness, like, thank you. And and so, yeah, one one of the uh, people that uh, are in leadership here, they he just asked. He's like. Does it, do you let that go to your head? And so – and I'm like, no, I, I, I really don't. Um, now, I'm grateful for it. It definitely is encouraging to hear feedback of how God is using me. Yeah. But I'm grateful just to be a tool in, in, in the tool belt of God to be used for his glory and his renown. And so I know I'm, I'm – I'm a human being, so I have a lot of faults. I have a lot of failures. I'm in the process of being conformed more into the image of Jesus, so I actually know my limitations. I know my humanity. But, yes, it, it it does encourage my heart and soul to know that God is using me. But at the end of the day, I know who the hero is. I'm not the hero. And so that is a conviction of mine that I want the church. Uh, so if I – Lord willing, if I could be here 25, 30 years – I do I just want to be a footnote because if we can make much of King Jesus and we can keep the focus on him that's where it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh he's the one who died on the cross, rose again, I didn't. Uh he's the one that has purchased our salvation. He's the one who intercedes. Mm-hmm. He's the one who has sent the spirit. The spirit is the one who lives inside of us. So if we can make much of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that's where that's where the focus needs to be.
0: Yeah, amen. It's um it is something that won't just come easily or naturally. I think it's something that has to be guarded against yep. um, on both sides. Yeah. Us as a congregation, you as a leader, right? And I think it's something that um, in order to do well, if I had to guess, it's something that we'd have to remind ourselves and you'd have to remind us of continually.
1: Yeah, and and, and one of the practices that, that I actually have, and the senior staff, you say, who's the senior staff? Well, that would be Pastor Derwin, Pastor Gus— and then it would be Robin Andrasik, and then it would be Tom Horvath. Uh, they they are what what I'm calling senior staff. And so each Monday we meet. And when I met with them this week, I asked them. I said, "Can you give me feedback from what you have seen in my life in the last two months where I might need to improve and grow? Mm-hmm. Because I have not had that modeled for me. So I I, I am the uh, the lead or senior pastor." And so I won't people to know and people that that God has put around me that I've seen that that are trustworthy that I can trust to speak into my life yep. hey will you speak into my life because I know I don't have it all together I know there are areas that I can approve I know there are things that I I, I may not have handled a, a, as well as could have been handled so so that's just one of the ways like again I decrease because because if it was about me then I would walk into any meeting I would I would spend years on out just doing my thing and not asking for any feedback. so I asked my wife many times for feedback. Hey, what are areas that I can improve in? And actually, there was one area this past weekend, she's like, you know, you you probably need to tell your kids that. And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, you know, so these these are things where when you just, when you put things in perspective of who God is and who you are, even if you've been following Jesus for 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, (laughs) you have not arrived yet. And so, if you can make sure that you decrease, so that he he can increase, that is a great practice individually in people's lives.
0: Oh, that's great! And in general, the the way this service was positioned, I felt like there was an intentionality in terms of let us celebrate God's faithfulness. And, and maybe we are being um, re, we're repeating here, but I think it's it's so important. We have to keep talking about it. Um, we must focus on. God, because we are so prone to highlight people, right? So this yeah. this type of 50-year celebration uh, could have gone a different way, and it could have um, focused on, and it could have been done well, but it could have focused on the people um, of, that God has used over the years. But you really said, hey, let's not do that, because we want to make sure that we are giving God yeah. the full credit. Um, because we think about the elders, the pastors preaching, worship, all the leaders, finance, children, student missions, facilities, like yeah. So here, like,
1: so and here's what I would
0: say. Well, there is. I mean, and so that's where, like, if you start naming names in
1: 50 years, you're going to miss somebody. So that, that and then somebody's going to have their feelings hurt, and they're going, well, I didn't, you know. I, it wasn't intentional." But what is intentional is that we make sure that we redirect our focus to God. So if and that's part of the panel too, yeah. is that if if someone if God used somebody in your life say say their name, you, you know. But but obviously having set it set it up the way we did, the focus was on God. So if anything good, if you've experienced anything good, a Bible study or whatnot, if a sermon, music that has moved you, that has been. The Lord uh, that has done that, but but you know, and here's here's something else that I even you, you know kind of thought about in terms of of of, of mentioning names is that uh, again we are not discounting what what God has done through the men and women of Northland. What we're just highlighting is who yeah. it was that that use them. And so it is not a, you know, we're not trying to snub anybody. We're not trying to discount anybody. We're not trying to have any memory of anybody disappear or wiped away. What we are really trying to do is recount God's faithfulness. And so, but there was a couple of things I actually even talked to the students about last night when you like start looking at this passage. And so, one of the one one of the lines that i I talked about is to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them. If you go back to that that narrative, all of that got started when the children of Israel started to cry out there in the land of Egypt because they were forced into hard slavery, mm-hmm. and so their cries went up, and the Lord heard their cries i said so so think about your life." Even as a teenager, you might have dark moments. You might have some dark moments in your life. But guess what? In those dark moments, God hears your cries. And he's faithful to not only hear them, but to meet your need. Mm-hmm. And then I said, all right, so and if you think about it with a mighty hand and outstretched arm to him who divided the Red Sea asunder. All right. So think about that narrative. Mm-hmm. All right. So all of the plagues happen and Pharaoh tells Moses, all right, just get out of here. Take your people. Go leave us alone. Because if these plagues continue, I mean, just it'll wipe us out. Well, so Israel now is moving towards the land of promise, moving towards the mountain of God where they can worship him. Well, so Pharaoh has a change of heart. He's like, oh, gosh, money's going out. But then also is like, no, I'm going to go out and kill them. Like, you know, so this huge change. God hardened his heart. That's a whole other sermon for a whole other day. But now Pharaoh takes his army and starts not just marching, like pursuing yeah. heavily yeah. after the Israelites. Well, they're scared. So in those moments, not not only those dark moments, but in those moments where you're afraid. Maybe you're afraid of the unknown. Maybe you're afraid of the news that you just received. Again, they just received the news now. The Egyptian army is in hot pursuit. So in your fear, guess what happens? God's faithfulness that is founded and grounded upon his love Pursues you, and then I, you know, and I did mention this unfaithfulness. How many times, you know, uh, was Israel and even the leaders unfaithful? Because I know some people would look back at, you know, again the ups and downs of Northland. Well, that you know, they were unfaithful. They were unfaithful. They did, you know, hang on. This is why it's so important because in 50 years, and a 50 year old would tell you this, they've had a lot of highs and lows. Yep. They've made a lot of mistakes. Yep. They've sinned a lot. Yep. So even in the 50 years at Northland, through, through all of the lows and all of the valleys in our unfaithfulness, mm. God has remained faithful. Mm. And so that's, that's what, you know, this weekend was all about it wasn't to celebrate a person or a group of people. It was to celebrate a great God. Amen. And so that that's what we wanted to make sure we did.
0: Yeah, and I wanna I wanna get to the panel discussion now because because um, it was uh, it was emotional at times uh, listening to those stories and and hearing how personal it was um, to to each of them, and then also just. Considering that for my life, so what did you learn from the answers from the panel um, over this weekend? From from my account, it looks like there were twelve Northlanders over three services. Some did multiple services, but there were many different ones. So I got a chance to um, to watch all of them because I wanted to hear. Um, I, I was in it. At, I was in the eleven, but I wanted to hear Lucy and I wanted to hear Vince and. And I wanted to hear Lauren, and I wanted to hear the others that were in the other services, and in um, and each of them was it was just rich. So, so what did you learn uh, from the panel s- sitting there through through those services?
1: So, I I learned that there is a resiliency hmm. in those like Peter Travers yeah. and Ladonna Almond, yep. where they they have stuck through the thick and the thin. Mm-hmm. So there, there's this resiliency, and, and they really do embody the family dynamic of even a large church. And because they know that Northland has not been perfect, Northland has gone through highs and lows, but they have chose they have chosen to stick stick through the thick and the thin. Yeah. So, so I learned that. Uh, I learned that there has been this focus of community. Mm that it has been the love that people have had for one another that has had the 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 biggest impact. And so I mean and again I know this even from my sermon sure. I mean we 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 do and I know this probably from Pastor Joel or Pastor Matt or Pastor John Christensen that was one of I believe the founding pastor or the first pastor here at at Northland, sure, we, we we would like to think that our sermons, mm-hmm. you, you know, m- make the biggest impact. And, and while God will use them, it's actually the people that have the biggest impact. Yeah. It's it's the community. It's how the people loved on the Travers family when Lori was going through her bout with, uh, I think, an eighteen year bout with with cancer, mm-hmm. given two years, but made it made it that long, yeah. and, and how people showed up. It was the the service uh, through people like Maribel. Where Maribel is pouring her heart and her soul and her investment into children's ministry and, and being able to look out and go, Oh, you were, you were, you were there. And so that, and then to hear the stories of Bradley and Lauren and Sarah, how they, they represent kind of the younger generation that has grown up here at Northland and how God has used People and ministries to pour into them to help shape them into who they are and who they are becoming. Yeah. And so, so it really is this community aspect, there's this service aspect, and there's this resiliency mm. element to the people of God. And so that's what I actually hope and pray for in the next 50 that, that yes, regardless of how big we are, that we. We remain a family. We remain a community. I, and, and here's the thing that we know is that every family is dysfunctional. Yeah. Uh, even the Laxton family is dysfunctional. Oh, but it's in Jesus that we're becoming more functional and hopefully, and Lord willing, we'll be flourishing. Yeah. And so, so we, we understand that. But, but it doesn't discount the fact that this is what we are hoping for and striving for, family, service, and then this resiliency that we'll stick with one another through thick and thin.
0: Man, it was incredible to uh, to hear uh, Peter Travers' stories and hear about uh, Lori's prayers for her son's future wives, and then um, I'm not sure if they made the connection, but but then knowing right that Lauren yeah. was the result, yeah, right, yeah. of of one of those prayers, uh, mm. incredible, right, and then uh, Ladonna, I had such a privilege to uh, to serve on the 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 um, pastor church committee with Ladonna, yep. and uh, she told this story before and through the ups and downs they would they would see friends coming and going and they would ask themselves is it our time mm. to go and um, and they would say do we feel God calling us to go mm. no yeah. then we will stay yeah right yeah and um, over and over and over and um, not everybody has the privilege of that, but they have to, to be in one place for this long, yeah. and uh, it's inspiring to see, um, you know, their faithfulness, but really God's faithfulness and uh, showing up in in many different ways. Yeah, um, I loved, I love when Lauren said, "Hey, I've been here 34 years," and Ladonna say, "Hey, I remember when you were born." <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> getting to that point where I'm like, I'm becoming that person. I remember when you were born. Right. Right. <laughs> I remember when your uh, your mom was on maternity leave, and so um, so it's just it, it's wonderful to to reflect on on um, all the different programs and uh, worship services and all that. But like you said, it's the people, yeah, right, and it's the way that that God moves through uh, through the people. So mm. um, I loved it. I mean, I, I we could have picked um, another group of five and brought them up and done that all day, yeah. Right, we could have just kept. Kept and, doing that, and I love the pivot that that I made in
1: the eleven o'clock service, where I f- finished out the panel by asking them for one word. Yeah, because it, it had been great to hear yep. the variety of answers from Saturday to the nine o'clock, but I, I felt like, man, let, let, let me ask them for a word, and then maybe to you know expound a sentence or two on on that word, and to hear words like strengthen or love or challenge equipped mm-hmm. i you know i'm like oh this, this this is this is gold right here like be, because it's from their different perspectives again who had been here uh, 18 47 43 29 years and so and i use the word and i i and, and this is this is the word that i have actually i hope this is what i'm known for mm is mobilizer. That's what I hope to be known for, which is if I'm going to pastor here and I pray that I have a long tenure here, I pray that we will be mobilized and that Northland will be a church that mobilizes men and women, young people for the glory of God who will reflect his glory, his characteristics, his attributes, his nature. In all realms of life, and I could just envision in the next fifty years, just as in the the last fifty of how the the Lord has used Northland to send people to the uttermost parts of the world i I could just envision in the next fifty years yeah. how we will have been a mobilizing church to have sent people to the utter end you know to the uttermost parts of the world. But also into every sector of society, mm. and so that—that that is my hope and, and and my prayer. Which leads me to, you, you know, we we didn't really talk a lot about Genesis 19, but but it, it brings me to a point that I, I really do want to stress, because when when I talked about Lot and the the five different people, one of the things that I, I really want people to to know and i even talked about this with the students like uh you know a week or so ago is i i i don't want people to focus on the the thing that they're saved from. Mm. Like, so Lot was saved from destruction. He was Mm. saved from God's wrath. And yes, as the people of God, we are saved from the wrath of God, from the penalty of our sin. But I don't want the focus to be, and I don't believe that the scriptures teach this for the people of God. The focus shouldn't be on what we are saved from, but who we are saved to. Yeah. And so this is part of the, the mobilization effort hmm. here at Northland for the next 50 years, which is what started out Northland 2.0 focusing on the Lord is that we we are no longer focused on what we are saved from praise the Lord we we will not experience his wrath praise the Lord mm. we we do not stand condemned as Paul would say therefore there is no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus so praise the Lord but the focus should be on the glory mm. the the radiant mm. God that we served, the God of splendor, the God of majesty, the God of love and grace and mercy. And so, so there, therein lies our focus mm. is that if, and, and what we saw with Lot, he struggled with that. Mm. He struggled with focusing on, on the Lord, who the Lord was, even though he was in right standing with the Lord, even though he had been forgiven, he struggled with, his focus being on the Lord. Yeah. And so that's what we, what we really want to be a church that focuses on the renown of God, the, the glory of God, the majesty of God, the salvation that God offers through his son, Jesus. And so, so that, that's, that's kind of what we want to be known for
0: as a church. Amen. So this is just the, just the beginning. I would encourage you over the next few days to, uh, to reflect and, and dwell on the faithfulness of God um, in your life, uh, in, in and throughout Northland, whether you've been here a couple weeks or been here decades. Um, how has God um, shown up and been faithful in your life through the peaks and through the valleys? Yeah. So for the final question, as we wrap up, can you give us a bit of a, just a sneak peek of, of what we've got going on this next weekend?
1: So Joshua 1. That's the passage that we will be looking at, and it's fascinating how God shows up in Joshua's life and what He tells Joshua. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's—I it, mean, it's pretty abrupt, and it's—and it, it, you can kind of read it and feel like it's harsh, but it's like God's serious about where He's wanting His people to go. Because again, it, it's not about the past. It's about where God's taking you yeah. in, in in the future and what he's doing in the present. And so that's where we're going. So we're talking about how to honor the past without hindering the future. And we'll look at that. The greatest way to honor the past is actually to seize mm-hmm. what God has for you in the future and to stay on mission, mm-hmm. the mission to which God has called you to. And so that that is the that is the best way to honor the the past. And so we'll we'll be and and I'm gosh, it's going to be so I'm almost going to be I I heard a lot of feedback from from Genesis 19. It almost will be almost like a Genesis 19 type of oh, okay. of uh just impact. I I I pray just yeah. because of what is written in Joshua 1 and so so I'm looking forward to uh preaching it and see see what the Lord does with, with the preaching of His Word.
0: Man, it sounds great. Can't so, wait.
1: Well, Northland family and friends, know that you are loved by the Beloved. You are also loved by the governing elders, the pastors, the staff, the directors here at Northland Church, and we are truly excited about what the Lord is doing and will continue to do in our midst. Have a wonderful week blessings.
0: Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.